Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hi there, once again for the Growing in Grace podcast, I'm Mike Kapler, the Cap, along with the Breeze Man, Joel Breezeke, right over there across town. Uh, We hope you're doing well out there. We know these are challenging times for many here in 2020, but the good news of Jesus Christ doesn't change, and it is good news. And uh, we're going to talk more about the things that we talk about here on the podcast, (laughs) the grace of God in a way that maybe you haven't heard it before. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. Let us know you're out there and where you're listening from. We like that correspondence. It means a lot to us. Tell us your story if you want to, if you need someone to talk to. I especially like those uh, letters and comments from people who, like us, I guess, once upon a time, they were stuck in a religious rut, frustrated, maybe even depressed, and somehow the light from God's grace began to shine in a way that they could see it where they maybe didn't see it before, and and their life just began to change. I, I love hearing those real-life stories. Yeah, here's a comment just real quickly that we received today. I'll forward it to you. Someone said, Glory to God in the highest. I finally understand that there is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. My past, present, and future sins are forgiven eternally. God has used you greatly. That's just awesome to know that somebody who they were bound up in religion and in not knowing that they are forgiven wondering perhaps where they stand with God all the time and they've been freed up because this is like you say it's good news and this good news never changes it's good news forever eternally so this grace of God we celebrate it we love living in it every single day we're through with this conditional stuff throughout the Old Testament and even in some of the New Testament so-called letters like we talked about last week or you know Matthew Mark Luke and John There are still some conditions in there that are not the grace of God, that are not actually new covenant. These so-called gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, have a lot of old covenant talk in them. And conditional talk. If you do this, then God will do this. You need to be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. You need to live uprightly, perfectly, blamelessly. You don't have access to God unless you do A, B, and C. That's Old Covenant talk. That's law talk. That's not New Covenant talk, because what we have in Christ freely, what we've freely received is the goodness, the favor, the mercy of God. Everything that we need for life and godliness we have in Jesus Christ apart from our works. So we celebrate that grace, and we'll talk some more about it and the difference between the, you know, the conditional things that we find in the Old Covenant. Yeah, you know, we've been covering some of that the past couple of weeks, and and, and this is really hard to break away from, and, and I suspect that we'll actually be working on, <laughs> on this for a long time to come, but we've been trained, and we have these mindsets, we've been taught, this is how we should look at the Bible, and everything that we filter through those pages is largely based upon how other people have told us to look at it. For example, I mean, we we just love to apply verses, and this isn't always a bad thing, but, you know, I used to have little memorization cards when I was a kid growing up, and you would memorize these verses. Well, a lot of times you're, you're quoting stuff completely out of context, and you can basically make it mean anything you want to, but that's what we like to do as Christians, right? <laughs> we like to apply the good book. 
using these verses just plucked out of context and try to apply them to the Christian life somehow or make it into the gospel when the gospel might might not have anything to do with it or very little. We gave a couple of examples the past couple of weeks from the Psalms, and Joel alluded to this passage, and it's a popular one, especially among evangelical churches. Second Chronicles 7.14 is the primary verse that gets quoted, so let's jump on that, and then we'll talk about the context. But God says, and if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear, then, then, and only then, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So we try and make this about the United States of America or any nation upon the face of the earth right now. This context, and go back a chapter, whenever you're stuck on a verse like what we're focused on here right now in Second Chronicles 7, 14, go back at least one chapter or two, uh, and, and then maybe go past it another chapter or so, uh, and, and get the, the idea of what's going on here, you know, instead of just assuming that God is speaking to us today with this particular little sentence uh, being plucked out of Second Chronicles 7. Um, but you'll find out by going back and even going forward that God is speaking to the nation of Israel here, who were under a law, a covenant was going on. And without getting into the weeds here of going back to chapter 6 and, and all of that, I'm just encouraging you to do that. And then we start in chapter 7. Let's go back to the beginning of this chapter. And it says that Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven, consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priest could not enter, verse 2, the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord at that time because why? The glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. Joel, we know when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, the glory of the Lord shone off of his face. It was shining, just people could hardly even look at him. I suppose they needed sunglasses. And uh, the Apostle Paul said that that was actually a glory from that ministry that faded. It faded, and another glory overtook it, the glory of the Spirit of God in a new and better covenant. But I just find it interesting here that the priest could not enter into the temple at that time when this occurred with these sacrifices because the glory of the Lord filled the house. And this is such a 180. It's such a complete turnaround. They couldn't do that. These holy priests designated by God through the tribe of Levi couldn't even walk in because of the presence of God. What do we have going on today in the new covenant since the cross? The glory of the Lord lives in us through his spirit. It's, it's such a it's such a 180. Yeah. I didn't catch this till after you said it, but did you say they probably had sunglasses? Yeah, well, I would assume <laughs> that they might have needed them, yeah. Yeah, and they probably had those big shades that you can put in your windshield. Like a, in your like car. a UFO coming down from Mount Sinai. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it was bright. It was very glorious, and it was something, the point is, is that it was something that they could not contain, and yet... Well, look, Joel, you've got the OT, Old Testament, you've got NT, the New Testament, and then there's ET. <laughs> We'll have to start talking about that now, too. Is that like in between phone, home, and we'll have to do that. But so Jesus, when he was praying in John 17, praying to the Father, and he says, And the glory, the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. So under the old covenant, they could not contain the glory in the new covenant with Christ in us, this glory has been given to us and is something that we can contain. And in fact, it's God's glory that he has freely given to us. And so here in 
Second Chronicles 7, where it says, And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. That's something that we don't have to worry about today. And in fact, the book of Hebrews talks about this, and it talks about how the Holy of Holies that we previously, human beings, couldn't enter. Now we have free access to it. We have free access to the Lord. And again, you know, Second Chronicles 7 and verse 14, if my people who are called by my name. This is one of those things where people go straight to a verse and you talked about, let's go back and on this podcast, we're not going to do it. But yes, indeed, listeners, I encourage you to go back to chapter six, see what's going on here with the temple, see what's going on and why all this happened and the things that the, the people of Israel were doing, why God would tell them, if my people who are called by my name, Israel will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. So what were they doing? Go back and read and find out. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's all about their land. It's all about Israel. And I'm just reminded again of a something else somebody said. I saw this comment on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> somebody had said, uh, I hope that your church is only grace-based with no law or condemnation. And somebody responded, if it's in the Bible, we believe it. If it's not, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) So it's so easy to say that. But okay, so it's in the Bible. If my people who are called by my name and everything that this verse says here, that's in the Bible. But context, who is God speaking to? What is the difference between what was being said to them under the old covenant and what we have now in the new covenant. There are so many differences. It's a black and white picture. It's completely different. The old covenant is not like the new covenant. The new covenant is not like the old covenant. They're completely different. They're not the same. They're not comparable. You don't look at the old covenant and see, well, how can I apply some things in there in the new covenant? It's completely different. You have to look at all these verses in context and separate them all out, rightly divide them, as we say. And to dig into this context uh, again in Second Chronicles 7, basically what was happening here is it was, it was the grand opening of the temple. I mean, this is a big deal going on here, but that's what was going on, and sacrifice was occurring. In verse 5, King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. Now, we can just kind of read right over that and move on with our lives, but stop and try, try to imagine 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. That's what was going on as they dedicated the temple. And the priests stood at their posts and, and uh, other people from the tribe of the Levites. And, and there, so there, there was a big ceremony. And it wasn't just all in one day. This, this occurred over a period of, of many days. In fact, it says here, verse 8, Solomon observed the feast at the time for seven days and all Israel was with him. And, and then on the eighth day, he held a solemn assembly for the dedication of the altar. They observed seven days and the feast seven days. These were the types of feasts, by the way, that even Jesus participated in. Why? Because he was born under the law. And then on the 23rd day of the seventh month, uh, he sent people to their tents, rejoicing and happy of heart because the goodness that the Lord had shown to David and Solomon and to the people of Israel. 
And so Solomon finished the temple, he finished the house, and then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said, and this is leading up to verse 14 now, verse 12 here, the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. So in other words, God just declared that the temple was going to be a slaughterhouse. I mean, it was a house of sacrifice. Blood is going to be the big deal going on in this place. And then he says this, if, if I shut up the heavens so that you don't have any rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, well, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. And my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. So he's actually specifically referring to prayers at the temple for the Israeli people, Joel. And so I, I think that we just, again, the, the context of this, there's something we can learn from it. And we've already mentioned God in us, um, the glory of God in us by his spirit. But also, God doesn't turn away. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forsake you. He doesn't hide his face from you. And he has already forgiven you through the blood of Jesus Christ. In other words, under the old covenant, if you did this, that, and the other thing, then maybe God would heal your land and forgive your sin. Under the new covenant, the cross happened. <laughs> so it, without the understanding of that context of the old and new covenants, then yeah, you can just make statements, blanket statements that say, well, if it's in the Bible, I believe it. Oh yeah, that's true, Cap. One of those things that people make blanket statements about because, well, after all, it is in the Bible, is the idea of tithing. But just because it's in the Bible, does that make it a new covenant thing that we do in our lives in Christ? We'll talk about tithing and giving from a new covenant perspective in the weeks to come right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.